Hello, welcome to the Science Podcast. Hello, this week we are talking to Callum McAndrew. Hello, I'm Callum. Welcome to my kitchen. Hey! What I thought I'd do to begin with is a little trick, a little magic trick. I'm going to teach you how to do it, and it's to do with space. Does anyone like space out there? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? There's loads of spacey things happening this week. Okay. Before I start doing that, I'll tell you a little bit what I do about what I do. So my job, okay, is I used to be a scientist, and now I'm what's called a science communicator, which basically means I get to do silly experiments all day, every day, uh, which is great fun. And I absolutely love that. Okay. So let's start off with a wee silly trick. Okay, and it's to do with space. Okay. Remember, it's got to do with space. Okay. So what I've got is I've got one, two. Uh, three empty cups just here. And I've also got some of this stuff. Anybody want to guess what that is? Water. It's water, that's right. It's pretty boring <laughs> stuff, isn't it? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pour some of this water into one of these cups. Okay, you all watching, yeah? You all watching? So I'm going to pour a wee bit of water into that cup. I'm going to put it on the ground. Okay? And what we're going to do is we're going to play a little game. What we're going to do is I'm going to muddle the cups up and you're going to tell me which cup the water's in. Does that sound easy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That sounds pretty easy. So what we're going to do to make it more interesting is I'm going to do it the first time really, really slowly. You'll probably all get it that time because it'll be really easy. The second time I do it, I'm going to do it a wee bit faster. Okay. And you probably won't get it because I'm pretty good at this. And then the third time I do this, I'm going to do it full speed. And whichever cup you pick, so whichever cup you think the water is in, I will turn upside down above my head. Okay, does that sound good? Mm-hmm. There we go. Right, so which cup's got the water in it to begin with? The one on... Ah, it's this one here, okay? This one's got the water in it. These two are empty, okay? So this is just slowly to begin with, okay? So you ready? Three, two, one. Hop! 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 Cool. So... Which cup has the water in it? Hands up and this one. Middle. The middle one. Middle. So you think the water is in this cup, yeah? Yes, middle. So the water wasn't in this one. It wasn't in this one. You're right, it's in the middle one. Okay. There we go. So I'll just prove to you it was in there. So there we go. I'm pouring the water out. Okay. So which cup's the water uh, which water which cup has the water in it now? Middle. The middle one. Middle. Right. These ones are empty, okay? So this time I'm going to do it a wee bit faster, so you're probably not going to get it. So don't feel bad, okay? You ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Hop, 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 hop. Middle. Which one's that? Middle. 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 in the middle one. Um. Yeah, exactly. I was kind of hoping you wouldn't get it that time, which is kind of worrying because next time we're going to do this. I'm going to pour it upside down above my head. And you got that right. And usually people do not get that right. So just to prove to you, okay? Nothing in that cup. Nothing in that cup. The water was in this cup. There we go. Now, this time I do it. Okay, I'm going to do it full speed. And whichever cup you guys pick, I will turn upside down above my head. Okay, you got that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which cup the water in? Right. Middle. Not right. The water's in this cup, okay? There's nothing in these ones, okay? You watch it, okay? I'm pretty good at this, okay? So, here we go. Three, two, one. You ready? Which cup's the water in again? In this one, the yeah. middle, no, the middle no, one. In the middle one. Yeah. Turn this one upside down above my head. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are, you, are you sure it's in the middle one? Yeah. Yeah. It's in the middle one. So I'm going to start with this one. Yeah. Okay? We think it's in this one. Go. Look. No water in that one. Okay. So it was not in this one. Do we think the water's in this one? No. No. So yeah. It was in that one. 
So, which cup's the water in? Muddles. And what did I say I was going to do? Put in your head. Put on your head. <laughs> no, I usually get this right. Uh, so you're obviously smarter than I am today, okay? So if I'm going to look like a wally, I'd like a wee bit of a countdown, okay? So I'd like a countdown. <laughs> Three. Allah, Allah, Allah. Two. One. One. Donk it. Oh, the water's not in there. So the water's not in this one. It's not in yeah, this the water one. Yeah, the water was in none of them. You didn't pour it in. Ah, no, I did pour it in, okay? But here's the first lesson I'm going to teach you, okay? Don't believe everything you're told, because I lied to you guys. So at the beginning, I said I had one empty cup, which is true. Two empty cups, which is true. But this cup wasn't empty. I put something in it, okay? So what do you think this is? Cotton pad soaked up the water. It soaked up the water, that's what it did. So if you want to do this at home, all you need is three cups you can't see through. Yeah. So this stuff is actually used by NASA. So what do you think NASA uses to soak up water with? Or why does NASA have to soak up water, do you think? So the equipment on, on like spaceships doesn't get water damaged? Aye, so it doesn't get water damaged, that's a good, that's a good bit. Aye. Yeah. So Aye. this stuff, okay, is a special material called sodium polyacrylate, okay? And NASA use it because it's really good at sucking up water. It can suck up 500 times its own weight in water. That's tons of this stuff. And they use it in movies as well. If you ever watch a movie and you see snow everywhere, most of the time that's not real snow, it's fake snow and it's made of this stuff. Okay? But I didn't get this from a movie set and I didn't get it from NASA either. Where did I got it from? Sure. So I got this from okay, of a baby's nappy, okay? So if you want to do this at home, you need to get a baby's nappy, rip it open, you take out all the fluffy stuff, because that's really good at sucking up water, and you pop it in the bottom of a cup, and then do the wee trick. But what do you think baby's nappies have got to do with space? So we already said it might be to do with sucking up water, okay? Um, so that and space baby's And because babies pee themselves. Babies pee themselves, that's right. So who else might pee themselves? Every time, every single time you see an astronaut on TV or something like that, and they're wearing a space suit, they are always, always wearing a nappy underneath it. And that's because they can't take the space suit off quick enough to go to the toilet because it takes about an hour to put on and an hour to take off. So if they need the toilet, they have to pee themselves in their space suit in a big adult sized nappy. That's pretty minging, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it's pretty minging. So there's another problem for people in space, okay? And it's why they have to wear a spacesuit, okay? Now, I've got another wee trick for you. Okay? Let me just hold this. Okay? So we're talking about space. So what's this? A plate. A plate. A plate or a saucer. So what's this? Yeah. It's a flying saucer. <laughs> I've got some pink water here, so it's just to make it easy for you. And I've got something else you can try at home when adult, okay? So what I'm gonna do, this has got to do with space as well. Okay, so remember astronauts wear nappies, okay? okay? What I've done is I've poured the water into my saucer, okay? And I've got a challenge for you guys. I'd like you to come up with a way of getting the water from the saucer back into this cup, but you're not allowed to touch the plate. You're not allowed to pick it up. You can't pour it back in. Do you have a wee think? Any ideas? Does it specify you're not allowed to pick it up with your hands? Yeah, so you can't pick up the plate. I'm not allowed to touch the plate. I can't pick it up. It has to stay there on the table. Oh, because I was going to say put on gloves and pour it in, because you're technically not touching it. Um, so you could... Oh. What do you think? So, um, so, um, you can like, um, so you could take the cup and then, um, push the plate a little. Like that? Uh, no. no not what I meant. You could get a straw. You could get a straw, that's true, but I don't have any straws lying about. Okay? So, in order to do this, you're going to need Hello. three other things. 
Nice unicorn, by the way. Yeah, you don't need a unicorn to do this. But what you need is you need one of these. So this is a candle. So because we're using a candle, we're also going to need an adult. Okay, and a lighter. So how do you think I can use a candle and a lighter to get the water from here and into this this glass? Evaporate it. Evaporate it. So like boil it and then catch it in the glass. Yeah. Yeah. I could try that, but there's an easier way. Okay, so I'll give you a clue. What I'm going to do to begin with is I'm going to light the candle. Okay, because that's usually what you do with candles, isn't it? So there we go. I've lit my little candle. What should I do now? Okay, any guesses? Um. So what? Put, I'm the going to do, the put it over like that. Yeah. No, like other way. Like that. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so you're right. I'm going to do that and I'm going to put it down. So everybody watch what happens when I put the glass down. Oh, my candle went out. <laughs> Doesn't it help Oh, there's water all over there. That's why. <laughs> there we go. Again. There we go. So my candle's there. Everybody watching? I'm going to put this down and watch what happens. Okay, so watch what happens. The candle's beginning to go out. Slowly going out. And something's beginning to happen to the water. Okay. The water is coming out of the plate. And most of it, but not all of it, okay, has been sucked up into the glass. So I've sucked up a big amount of it. So can you see that? Mm-hmm. Kind of been sucked up into the with a vacuum or something. Spot on, that's right. Okay. And what's happened here? Okay, I'm not going to tell you, you can try and work it out after this by yourself, but it's to do with something called oxygen that candles need to burn, okay, and a vacuum, which is just what you said. Okay. So what's happened here is that it ran out of oxygen, it created something called a vacuum, and that sucked the water into it. And that's got something to do with those space nappies I was talking about earlier. Okay, so I'm going to put this on the ground. So, another reason that astronauts have to wear a spacesuit, okay, well, the reason they have to, is because in space, there's no oxygen, so no air to breathe. So what would happen if you didn't have any air to breathe? You'd die. Aye, that's pretty, pretty much, you'd get knocked out really quickly and you'd die, which isn't very good, and we don't want that happening to astronauts. Okay? But there's another even more disgusting reason. So that's that word that you said, um, which was a vacuum, Lachlan. Okay? Yeah. So a vacuum is just like a sucky bit. It doesn't have any air in it, and it causes things to get sucked into it. So if you went into space without a spacesuit on, what would happen is you wouldn't be able to breathe, but that's not what would kill you. Okay? What would happen is you'd start to swell up like a balloon. Okay? So you'd swell up. And that's because of the vacuum. It would suck you in every single direction. You'd swell up like a balloon. Then your eyes and your tongue, okay? The liquid on that would start to boil. Okay, so your eyes would start to boil. Your tongue would start to boil. And anything else on you that's slightly wet. So if you've got wet armpits, they'd start to boil too. That's pretty horrible, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Well, it gets worse, okay? You'd swell up, the liquid would start to boil and you'd swell up and swell up and swell up. So if you were a balloon, you would just get bigger and bigger. But a person isn't the same shape as a balloon. The person's is, a person's the same shape as a donut, okay? So you're a big round thing with a hole in the middle that starts here and ends somewhere else. And if you put a donut in space, the donut gets bigger and bigger, but the hole in the middle gets smaller and smaller. So what happens is you go into space, you start swelling up, your eyes start to boil, your tongue starts to boil. Then what happens is you start to swell in the way and you're sick because it all gets pushed back out of you, which is pretty horrible, isn't it? Yeah, well, it gets mm -hmm. worse still because it pushes all your poo out your bum too. So you poo yourself and you're sick and then it squeezes you even more until your guts start to come out your bum. Which is pretty, pretty horrible, isn't it? Yeah. It's horrible yeah. And because this happens, okay, we don't always send people into space. 
Okay. So later on this week, we're actually going to land something on Mars. Okay. Did anyone know that? Yeah. Rover? Yeah. Heard it on the news. Rover. Heard it on the news, yeah? So the thing we're going to land looks a bit like this, okay, but it's bigger. So I made this, so I 3D printed this, okay. So this is the little spaceship we're going to land on Mars. It's called Perseverance, okay. It looks like walk. a space rover. It is. It's a space rover. So you can't really see it because it's all red because it's only had red plastic. But it's got a wee camera at the top. It's got a wee arm for doing stuff here. And it's got six wheels. And the actual one of this is about the size of a Land Rover. So it's huge. And it's nuclear powered as well, which is kind of cool, I think. And what do you think it's going to do when it's on Mars? Any guesses? Take videos to see if there's any what, other wait, living things. Yes, yeah, so it's going to take videos. And it's going to take pictures and it's going to look at all sorts of other things as well. And one of the things it's looking for is things like this. So what do you think this is? Either a fossil or, um, or a space rock. It's a fossil, okay? So this spaceship that's going to Mars is going there to essentially look for space dinosaurs. It's going to go on Mars and it's going to use its cameras and it's going to use them to try and find fossils because Mars might have had life on it in the past, which is kind of cool, I think. Do you? Almost Mars used to have water on it. That's right. So Mars used to have water on it. So people think that maybe there was life there. And if there was maybe life there, then it must have left fossils behind. So this rover is going to look for fossils. Okay? Now, this is a fossil, but what do you think it's a fossil of? Do you want to guess? Um, maybe an ammonite, maybe? An ammonite? I've got some that I'll show you in a minute, but it's not an ammonite, so I'll show you one of them in a minute. Any other guesses? Who thinks it's a dinosaur? Mm, no. It looks like a claw. Looks a bit like a claw, yeah. So this is from a dinosaur, actually. It's part of a dinosaur. What part of a dinosaur do you think it is? The toe. The toe, it does look a bit like a toe, yeah. Maybe uh, a toe. It like anything else. Maybe a tooth, maybe a claw. Maybe a tooth, maybe a claw. Well, it's not. Okay, so what I've got here is a dinosaur jobby. Okay, this is a poo oh. from a dinosaur that has fossilized. Okay. So a coprolite. That's exactly, it's called a coprolite, spot on. So this is a fossilized dinosaur poo, which is kind of cool. I've got some other fossils here, actually. Do you want to see them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. So I've got some other ones just here. Okay, whoop. So you ate some just there, Lachlan. Lachlan, what's this? Ammonite. It's an ammonite. Okay, so can everyone see this? Yeah. Got quite yeah. A so this little one, do you see this tiny one here? Yeah. I found that one when I was about your age. I found most of the things in this box. Didn't find this though, because it's too nice. Okay. But an ammonite, okay, can you see it looks a bit like a snail shell? That's what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, it looks like a snail shell, doesn't it? But it's not a snail that lived in here. What do you think lived in it? Water. Water? Yeah, so this was an animal that lived in the water. Okay. And it was kind of like a squid. That's right, it's like a squid. An octopus or a squid. And they swam about in the seas when the dinosaurs were around. Cool. So I've got some other things here. I have this thing, which I found in Wales. Okay, anybody want to guess what this is? What's Like a... Plant, oh, you're close there. So it looks a bit like a leaf, but it's not. You said something that I have an idea. Trilobod. So it's called a trilobite. Okay. Oh, wait, I forgot. Like that. I was playing it's... something. Right, so I went to play one of them yesterday. Yeah. So this one, okay. I like this one because it's super cool. So how long ago do you think this animal lived? Probably, I would say, and oh. would it be Permian, maybe? Yeah, Permian. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. I've got an idea. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Anna? Uh, I think it lived like six to five million years. Five million years? So it's older than that. So this is the Definitely oldest fossil older than that. I have. Okay. I said 65. Oh, you said 65. So it's oh, wait, no, that's five. That's after Cretaceous. Yeah, that's right. So the Cretaceous ended no. five million years ago. Can I stuff. I've got a character. Actually, we did do a dinosaur thing in primary six. So 
Ah, cool. You know your stuff. So this is 500 million years old. Okay. That so means maybe at the... Is that maybe... So Permian was about, I would say, was it like 400 million, I would say? Yeah, so the Permian's about that time. So this is from the so Permian maybe... period. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Okay, so I've got some other things in here. Okay, so I've also got... So have a look. This thing, what do you think that is? So I found that as well on the beach. I think it is. Oh, I have a full bucket of those. Ah, yeah. Do you know what they're called? No. They begin with a B, okay? So this is called a Bellamite, okay? Because I got them on like stacks. Yeah, so they look like we sticks, don't they? Yeah, we went to the beach and got loads. Yeah, so you can, you can find these on some places on the west of Scotland, and you can find them in quite a lot of places down in the south of England as well. So this thing, okay, is actually the inside bit of a squid or something a bit like a squid. So inside squids, they've got like this pointy bit, and that's the inside. Cool. Now, what I think is my coolest thing, I found this when I was about your age as well. Okay, anybody want to guess what that is? That might be like a toe or something? You're brilliant at this, Lachlan. So this isn't a toe, but you're pretty close. It's from the hand of a dinosaur. Yeah. It's, it's a finger bone from an actual dinosaur, okay? So it's from a dinosaur called Iguanodon. Yeah. Oh, Iguanodon, didn't they put a spike? It had thumb spikes, but they put the spike on the, on the nose. Aye, that's right. When they first discovered it, they didn't know what it looked like, so they stuck its thumbs on its nose because they didn't know what it looked like, which is kind of cool. At least I think it's cool anyway. So that's an actual dinosaur bone, and I found that on a beach when I was your age. Kind of cool. Cool. So there's some fossils. I've got some other fossils lying about as well. You'd like to see them? Yeah. Yeah? Cool. Do you have any like carnivores? So can you see on the table behind me? Yeah, let's see. I'll go and get some of them, okay? Head something. So I like this one because it is cool. Look at this thing. You see that? Is that its mouth? Or the inside yeah, that's of its right. mouth? So this isn't a real one because the real one's locked away in a museum, okay, but this is a cast of it, which means it's a copy, okay, and well, okay, and this was one of the first dinosaurs I ever discovered, it's from the UK, okay, it's called Megalosaurus, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, heard of that one, yeah? Yeah, cool. I'll, what's it? Yeah, so this thing's head was probably about the same size as your body, okay, so it was really, really big, and it used to sort of walk about in the south of England, okay, about 120 million years ago. Okay, look at the size of that tooth. What do you think it ate? Meat. Other dinosaurs. Yeah. It ate other dinosaurs, that's right, okay? So its teeth are very sharp, and in fact, they're still sharp, actually, even though this is a cast. Okay, you can feel it on the side. It's a bit like a steak knife. Okay, you can probably cut yourself with it. So, now this one. Oh, there we go, look, Megalosaurus. Look at that. So that's what the dinosaur looked like that this jaw came from. It's kind of cool. Okay, so I've got this. What do we think this is? Dinosaur mouth, no skull. I think it's a bit too. I think it's a bit too big to be Velociraptors because Velociraptors like dog. Yeah, that's right. So it's a Velociraptor skull. Now it's not an actual oh. one. So I've 3D printed this one. Okay, so it's uh, it's a replica. Okay, but I've got the entire skeleton of a Velociraptor in mother room. But I can't show you because my camera's here. So I've got a full Velociraptor skeleton in my living room. Okay. Well, just a bring it here. Sorry? Just try and bring it in here. I can't. It's too big, unfortunately. So it's about it two meters long. Size of a big dog. But this is its head. Yeah. Yeah, so can you see its wee teeth? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. For some reason, Jurassic World made it massive. But That's oh. right, actually, yeah. They look tiny, but they were short. They were, they were really tiny, and I've got a full skeleton of one of its relatives. Would you like to see that? Yeah. A Utahraptor? Oh, not a Utahraptor. It's a bit smaller. So Utahraptor was like a bigger version of Velociraptor. Yeah, Utahraptor, I believe, was the biggest one. Yeah, Utahraptor was huge. So it was about the same weight as a polar bear. It was massive. Okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get this thing. This, I've got right here is the complete skeleton 
of a very close relative of Velociraptor. Oh, Microraptor. Oh, it's not Microraptor. You're very close, though. So this is called Archaeopteryx. Yeah. So can you see it's got a long tail here? That's its tail. Was that one of the, I'm pretty sure that was one of the first ones to either fly or glide. So this is its neck. Here's its arms. Okay. This is its tail and there's its legs. And what can you see just here? Wings. It's got wings. Feathers. It's got feathers. So this dinosaur, okay, could fly. We now think Archaeopteryx could definitely fly. And for a long time, they thought it was one of the first birds, okay? But we now know that dinosaurs like Velociraptor looked like this, but just a bit bigger. So Velociraptor actually had wings, okay? And it was covered in feathers. And we can tell that by looking at their fossils, which I think is really, really cool. So Velociraptor wasn't as big as it is in Jurassic World. And it also looked a bit like a big sort of cute chicken, I suppose, <laughs> you know, not quite as scary, okay? But I think that's very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got another dinosaur here. Can we look? So this, is it a big dinosaur? No. No. No, it's pretty small, but this is life-sized, okay? So not all dinosaurs were big, okay? And all dinosaurs started off about this size, because this is a baby mm -hmm. dinosaur. Is it maybe, oh, if it's a baby, then no, it's not, but... What were you going to say it was? Compsognathus. So actually, this is a very close relative of that. It's called Scipionyx, and it's, the baby of this was found, and the fossil was so good that we could even see what it ate. So you could see its stomach. And we know that this little baby had eaten some fish before it died, and it was three days old when it died, which is kind of sad, okay? But it's pretty neat, isn't it? So yeah. you just fit this dinosaur in the palm of your hand, which I think is really, really smart. It's three head. Three head, three arms, three legs. There we go. Now, well, I mentioned Velociraptor. We know it had feathers. Do you think we can ever know what colour those feathers were? Well, I mean, wouldn't they all be different colours? Yeah, that's right. So all the dinosaurs would be different colours and some of their feathers might be different as well. Yeah. Well, when I was your age, I always thought that we'd never, ever find out what colour dinosaurs were. Because colour doesn't really fossilise, does it? You can't tell the yeah. colour of an animal from its bones, can you? Um, see, when people start being alive and there wasn't any colours and it was basically black, grey and white. Oh, black and white. So like in old TV uh -huh. programmes? Uh-huh. How, how would it... Would dinosaurs even be colours? So dinosaurs yeah. were coloured, actually. So we, we now know that dinosaurs had all sorts of colours. And that's because the colours okay, that you find in birds' feathers, they do fossilise really, really in small amounts. So we can look at them with a microscope and we know that Archaeopteryx, this bird, had black, shiny feathers like a crow. Because we can tell it by looking at the, the feathers under a microscope. But Microraptor had black feathers, and I'm pretty sure it kind of had like bluish feathers around its eyes or something like that. Yeah, that's right. It had black, shiny feathers. That's right. Um, so quite a lot of dinosaurs had this, and there's a good reason for that. So if you look at lots of birds, you'll notice that the tips of their wings are black. Have you seen that before? Next time you look at a bird, you'll notice that. And that's because black feathers are stronger. So it means when they're flying, they're less likely to sort of flop about so they can fly better. So the black dinosaurs could probably fly or at least had some black feathers at the end of their wings, the flying ones. Got another skull from a dinosaur just here. See this weird, weird looking one? Mm -hmm. So do we think this one ate meat? No. No, No, it plants. Okay, so this is a relative of a famous dinosaur that had three horns on its head. Could it make... Maybe Diablos. I know it's a relative of Triceratops, but there's yeah, like Diablosaurus. There's loads of them. There's loads of them. So this is called Cetacosaurus. All dinosaurs have really difficult names to pronounce. I don't know why, but it means parrot lizard because it's got a beak, but like a parrot. Can you see that? Yeah. And it was a relative of Triceratops, but this thing was only about the size of a dog. 
Okay, it's quite small. Okay. I was going to maybe say Dryosaurus, but... but... Dryosaurus, well, Dryosaurus was a wee bit bigger, but good, you know your yeah. dinosaurs. So, this dinosaur is the best known dinosaur ever, okay? We found thousands of different complete skeletons of it, so we know its skeleton really well, and we found its skin. So we know that this dinosaur, unlike Velociraptor, was covered in scales, okay? But on its back, and on the back of its tail, it had like quills like a porcupine. So it was spiky, okay? Which is really, really cool. And we can also tell what color this dinosaur was all across its body, because we've got pretty much skin from its entire body. And it had <laughs> black bits around its eyes, a bit like a raccoon. The top of its body was about this color, browny color. And the underside of its body was quite light. We can tell that all from this dinosaur. So we know pretty much everything about this dinosaur, Cetacosaurus. We've even, now this is a cool thing, I think it's cool, it's mildly disgusting. It's the only dinosaur bum we've ever found. So we found a fossilized dinosaur bum. So we now know what dinosaur bums look like and it comes from this dinosaur. There you go. <laughs> We've got such a very cool dinosaur. Now, can anyone tell me why there's no big dinosaurs left today? Because gravity probably crushed them. Gravity crushed them? It wasn't that. No. That was just a random. <laughs> so it's because of something like this. An asteroid. That's right. So what this is, this is an actual space rock. Okay, so it's called a meteorite. Okay, when it's in space, you call it an asteroid. But if it's on the ground, you call it a meteorite. So you might step on a meteorite. That's how I remember it. So that's an actual rock from space, which I think is really, really cool. And it smells, but it doesn't smell like astronaut poo, don't worry. So this one, okay, smells a bit like pennies. Why do you think it smells like pennies? So it might have different metals in it, maybe from a different planet. That's right. So this, not from another planet, okay, but it's from the leftovers of our solar system. So all the planets when they were forming. And this is a solid bit of metal, okay? So it's made of something called iron. Have you heard of iron before? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like what nails are made out of and like your pots probably they're made out of iron as well, okay? And I'm now going to tell you how you can find your own meteorites because it's really, really easy. Really, really easy. Okay. How do you think we can find these? Um, digging, probably. Digging. Digging. Okay. So this one, okay, it was actually found. It wasn't found by me. Okay. But it was found at the North Pole. Why do you think the North Pole is a good place to find these? Because I think it's probably one of the gravitational centers. So you or think something? the gravity pulls it there? Well, it's not because of that. That's a really good good idea there, Lachlan. Because yeah. all magnets get pulled to the magnetic mass. Ah, north. so you've got that there. So magnet, the magnetic pole of the planets at the North Pole and the South Pole. But the reason this landed here, so these things land all the time, all around you, and you just don't notice it. Okay. The reason they're easy to find at the North Pole is because what color is this? Black. Black. And what the North Pole? Probably white everywhere. That's right, it's white. Okay. Also, if you find a rock on top of all the snow and ice, you know it couldn't have come up from underneath. So where must it have come from? Uh, from the sky. So the way they find these is they drive about in a snowmobile with loads of magnets hanging off the back with strings on them. And what happens is these stick to the magnets. And that's how they collect them. Pretty cool, I think. Mm -hmm. Anyway, how do you think you can find your own one? <laughs> By probably just looking for black rocks. By looking for black rocks, that's a good way. Okay? Not but it's actually easier than that. Okay. So, do you think you've ever been hit by one of these? Do you think you get noticed? Probably. Being hit? Probably, yeah. So, you've been hit by tons of meteorites in your life. Tons of them. And you've just not noticed, or you did notice, but you didn't know they were meteorites. Okay. So usually when these come in from space, they get really, really hot when they hit the air around our planet and they turn into a shooting star. Has anyone seen a shooting star before? No. No? Nope. So sometimes you can see them if you look up at the night sky okay, and it's clear night. Okay. 
But what happens then is they basically catch fire and they explode before they hit the ground. And they turn into lots of teeny tiny bits of dust. Okay? And that dust is made of iron, which sticks to magnets. But what happens is that dust floats around in the air until water starts to stick to it. And then what do you think that happens to that water? Rust. It does sometimes rust them, yeah. But the water falls as rain. Okay. So if you've ever been outside in the rain, then you have probably been hit by some of these that were in the middle of raindrops. So in the middle of every single raindrop, there's always something that forms around. Sometimes it's sand, sometimes it's like little diseases that can be floating about in the air. But quite a lot of the time, it's actually bits of this meteorites. So if you want to find these for yourself, all you need to do is stick a bucket outside the next time it rains, collect some rainwater, bring it in and stick it next to a radiator and leave it for a few days. The water will evaporate. Then all you do is you get a magnet, like a fridge magnet, put it in a wee plastic bag and move it about on the bottom of the pot, or sorry, the bottom of the, the bucket. And all the tiny wee little black specks of meteorite will stick to the magnet. Then you take it out put it over a bit of paper and take the magnet out of the bag and all the little black specks will fall off onto the paper and you'll have found your very own meteorites, which I think is super duper cool. There we go. So you can find your own meteorites and they're all over the place. Okay, so they're really easy to find. And I think it's a really cool thing to do because you can see you've got a bit of space, some space dust sitting about in your house. There we go. So has anyone got any questions or anything? Um, what's the biggest dinosaur that you found? Oh, so um, that dinosaur iguanodon, that wee thing that I found there, again, that was about, so iguanodon when it was fully grown was about, I think, nine metres long, which is pretty big. So that's like bigger mm -hmm. than a great white shark, again. Yeah. Any other questions? Is that on is that a dinosaur? See behind you, is that a dinosaur head that looks greyish? It is. You want to see it? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go and get that just now. Sorry, I couldn't fit everything on the table around me because I've got too much junk. There we go. Let's pop this down here. And I will go and get this. Here we go. I've got to be careful because this one's wobbly. Can you see this one's head? You know what's like an overraptor? It is. You're spot on. So it's not an oviraptor, but it's a relative of oviraptor. So it's called Sitapati. Okay. Uh, and this is its head. Oh, yeah. okay, so this is the see it at the very front. Yeah. Does that, is that, was that maybe a horn or something? This thing, yeah. Probably so like a, a frog or something. It had like a horn on top of its head that it used to sort of show off and be like, oh, I'm pretty, like I'm a pretty dinosaur. Um, and it had a beak. Do you see it's too big? Yeah. Bit like a parrot. This is where its eye would be. This is where its nose is. And this would be covered in like a big horny thing. So uh, there's a bird that lives in Australia called a cassowary. Okay. And basically it's a big scary bird and it's got a claw like velociraptor on its foot so it can like kick you and your guts will fall out. Okay. But it's got a horn like this on its head. Okay. So this is a really cool dinosaur because. We know it was completely feathered because we found the feathers, okay? We know roughly what color some of the feathers were. So they were black and brown. And also, this dinosaur has been found looking after its nests. So it laid eggs in the sand and then it sat on top of them like a big chicken. And we found them like that, lying on top of their eggs. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this isn't the actual skull. So this is 3D printed, okay? So it's made of plastic, okay? But it's a copy of one. I think it's pretty cool. What is the biggest star you know? The biggest star? Hmm. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest stars that I can think of is one called Rigel. So Rigel is a really, 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 really big star. And it's bright blue, okay? And it's in... So do you know Orion's belt and the constellation yeah. Orion? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it looks, it's got a belt and there's like a top bit and a bottom bit. Uh -huh. Star in the bottom, bottom right, 
of that is blue and it's called Rigel and it is huge. So if you were to drop it in the middle of the solar system where our sun is, the planet Mercury would be inside it, the planet Venus would be inside it, the planet Earth would be inside it, and I think the planet Mars would be inside it too. It is massive. It's a huge star. Huge. And also Steve. And, and I thought sun was The sun is big, but in terms of stars, and it's a pretty, pretty small one. It's See? huge. Space is huge. See the biggest star that I have that I know about yeah. it is it's called US Scooty. Yeah, it is huge as well. It's, a, it's one of these blue ones as well. A blue star. So you get different colours of stars, actually. So you can get red stars. You can get or yellowy stars. Dwarfs. Sorry? Or red, red dwarfs. You get red dwarfs as well, yeah. So red dwarfs are tiny little red stars. And they're the most common type of star. So... 70%, so that's like most of the stars out there are these little stars called red dwarfs. And they're about the same size as the planet Jupiter. Yeah? So if Jupiter was just a little bit heavier, it would have turned into one of these, but it's not that heavy. Okay, then you get um, some stars. Oh. Rigel. Yeah? Would that kind of be, well, I'm pretty sure supernovas are either orange or can be blue sometimes. Yeah, that's right. So a supernova is what happens to big stars when they die. So stars are born, okay, and then they sort of grow up. And then, just like me, as they grow up, they generally get fatter. Okay, they get fatter and fatter. And then the biggest stars, what happens to them is they squidge down when they sort of stop burning stuff. And they explode again in this thing called a supernova. And sometimes, for the biggest ones that make supernovas they produce a black hole at the end of it as well. So a black hole is a dead star, but only the biggest stars turn into it. They, they make this big explosion called a supernova. Do you know, say in the future, you might manage to use a black hole as an energy source, because black holes have loads of energy. And if we put tons of, if we put tons of mirrors around it, it'll absorb the energy. To make an energy source, but that probably spot on actually. So you could... testing on that would probably kill billions. <laughs> well, it might not kill people, but the thing is, the nearest Destroy. black hole to us is very, 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 very far away, and space is called space because it's full of well, space. There's not much there, so it would take a very long time to get there if we could ever make it. But you're very right there because we can use maybe black holes. We can maybe make black holes in the future and use them to power things. Because when you chuck things into them, they sort of burp, and we can use the burps to power things. Kind of cool, but it's probably a bit dangerous. If we could use black holes, we would have to make a tiny black hole because they suck. They grow a lot. They do. That's right. Well, actually, black holes grow, but they also shrink. So black holes evaporate which means that they disappear over time. So for a big black hole, they don't evaporate very quickly, so they last for ages. But for little black holes, they evaporate really quickly. So black holes might get created all the time around you, maybe through some process we don't know, but they disappear really, really quickly because they're so small, they just go whoop, and disappear. It's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Any other questions? Or do you want to hear some stuff about space? Some more stuff? Yeah. Cool. So, can anyone here name me all this, the planets in the solar system? Yep. Every Venus, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune, and I forgot Earth. Yeah, so, starting at the sun, so the sun's a star, okay? we've got Mercury, then we've got Venus, then we've got the planet Earth, then Mars, then we've got... Then Ceres. Oh, Ceres, yeah. So Ceres... It's a dwarf planet. It's a dwarf planet, but it, it was counted as a planet for about a hundred, no, 60 years. It was counted as a planet before they found loads of these other things and decided to call them asteroids. But we now say it's a dwarf planet. And it's in between... It's a dwarf planet as well. Sorry? It's a dwarf planet as well. Yeah. So Pluto was a dwarf planet. So there's probably about 
200 dwarf planets. And that's why we decided that we shouldn't call Pluto a planet anymore. Because in school, you would have had to learn the name of all the planets. And if there were over 200 planets, you probably wouldn't remember them all, would you? Because mm -hmm. yeah. there's loads of things about the same size as Pluto floating about in space, tons of them. There's one called the <laughs> Goblin, which is my favorite one. So I'm going to teach you some stuff just now. I'm going to teach you some sign language, okay? To do with the planets, yeah? And it also teaches you some facts about them, okay? So what's the closest planet to the sun? Mercury. Mercury, that's right. So the sign for Mercury, if everyone makes a fist like this with the left hand, like that, take your hand and karate chop from behind. Hiya! Okay, so that is the sign language for Mercury. And the reason it's cracked up from behind is because Mercury has a really, really hot side and a really, really cold side. And that's because it spins really slowly. So its day is very long. And that means that the sun, the side facing the sun gets really, really hot, but the side facing away gets really, really cold. So it's actually colder on the back of Mercury than it is than it ever gets on Earth. So it's about minus 160 degrees, which is really cold, okay? On the back side of Mercury, even though it's the closest planet to the sun. So that's so Mercury. Does that, does that sign count for both the Mercuries, as in the planet and the element? No, so it only counts for the planet. Yeah, I don't know what the sign is for Mercury, the element. <laughs> so this is Mercury. What's the next planet out? So we've had Mercury. Venus. Venus. Venus, that's right. So Venus. You get to use your mouth for this one. So Venus, you make a fist like this, and you do this with your hand, and you go with your mouth. And that's because Venus it is really cloudy. Okay? So Venus, even though it's slightly further away from the sun, okay, is even hotter than Mercury. And that's because all the clouds trap the heat on Venus, and it gets really hot. But it gets hot enough to melt lead on the surface, which is super, super hot. Okay. So it's about 460 degrees Celsius on the surface of Venus. It's really, really hot. And very, and very clouds, toxic. Sorry? And very, very toxic. That's right. So the clouds on Venus are made of something called sulfuric acid, okay, which will burn your skin off. So you probably don't want to go to Venus on holiday. It's really hot and your face will melt. Not very nice, okay? What's the next planet out? Earth. Earth. So Earth, make a fist okay. again. And do this. And that's because we're the only planet it rains on. So we've got water on Earth, and we think that's well, we why we've got life. On Uranus, it rains diamonds, so. That's right. So Uranus, Neptune, Saturn, and Jupiter, they all rain things like diamonds, which is super cool, um, but you'd never be able to get them out again, but still super cool, okay? So this is Earth because it rains. What's the next planet after Earth? Mars. Oh, Mars. Ceres. Oh, so Ceres is just after Mars, okay? So Mars- Could I go on the top? Oh, that's okay, don't worry. It's a dwarf planet, so it's difficult to remember, okay? So Mars, it's make a fist with your hand, and two fingers like that, and you do that with so these are Mars's moons. So it we've was... got one moon, but Mars has two. And they're called Phobos and Deimos. Okay? And they're tiny and they look like potatoes. That's about it. Okay? They're Phobos and Deimos. Yeah. They're a Mexican word. Mexican word. Mexican. So Phobos and Deimos, I think they're Greek words, actually. Oh, turn my light on. There we go. You can see me now. Um, so I think they're Greek words, Phobos and Deimos, but they might use them in Mexico, so in Spanish. Okay, so what's the next planet? Um, Ceres. Ceres. So Ceres doesn't have a sign, unfortunately, because we don't have signs for dwarf planets, apart from Pluto, which is sad. So maybe you can make one up. And maybe Ceres, or maybe Ceres. That's right, that's another dwarf planet. So that's out past Pluto. So it's very far away, okay? But the next proper planet is Jupiter. Jupiter, that's right. So the sign for Jupiter, make a sort of circle with your hand. And you take another hand and do this. And that's because 
Jupiter is shrinking and it's a gas giant. So this means gas giant and this means rocky planet. So all the planets so far are rocky, like Earth, Mercury, Mars, they're all rocky. But Jupiter's made a gas. It's a big ball of clouds and it's stripy. Now, how many moons do you think Jupiter's got? So Earth has one, Mars has two. I thought it had about six or seven. Well, it's got more than six or seven. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I know. 14, 15, 16, 16. I know it may be less than. I think it might be less than Saturn's moons. Yeah, so we keep debating because we keep finding new moons, and then occasionally the moons d disappear, and we don't know why they disappear. Um, but it's got about sixty-seven moons. Huh? And some of those moons are really exciting because some people think there might be aliens on them. How many have they found since the last? <laughs> so they found them occasionally, and then the they started... the moons? Well, one of the moons, they, they sort of realised it wasn't a moon, and it was an asteroid that had got too close, and sort of just sort of danced around Jupiter for a wee bit, and then flew up in space again. <laughs> but some of the moons of Jupiter, awesome. one of them in particular, is really exciting. It's called Europa, okay? and it's white. Why do you think it's white? So mm -hmm. the opposite of that, that one planet that's definitely ice been a Yeah. I don't know the name of it. So this moon, ice. Europa is made of solid ice. It's got ice all around it, but we know that underneath the ice, there's a sea that covers the whole planet, an ocean with liquid water in it. And, and most of the time when there's water, there's life. Spot on. So a lot of people think that there might be aliens living in Europa, and maybe one day one of you guys will find them. Who knows? Um, you'll have to go there. But I mean, wouldn't there, to make an atmosphere, wouldn't that ice need to melt? Well, it doesn't need an atmosphere. So it's got ice all around it. Okay, so the water's underneath the ice, and it never touches space. So the ice kind of acts as an atmosphere and keeps the water there, which is really, really cool. So maybe there's alien fish swimming about on this moon, okay? So what's the next planet after Jupiter? Which is that? Saturn. Saturn. So what's Saturn I famous think for might, It's probably just gonna be this. Oh, it'll probably be this. Oh, you're close. Oh, you're pretty much spot on, guys. So Saturn is this, it's a gas giant. And do this with your hand. And you do that, because it's got a ring. So that's the ring going around it. There we go. And it's got loads of moons as well. I've forgotten how many. I think it's got 74. So it's got even more than Jupiter. I thought Jupiter was bigger than it as well. Yeah, so Jupiter is bigger. So Jupiter, if you've got all the planets and put them on like scales, Jupiter weighs two and a half times as much as all the other planets put together. It's huge. Okay? It's the biggest thing in our solar system apart from the sun. So, now Saturn also has these moons that are made of ice and have seas on them as well under the surface. But it's also got another cool moon, okay, called Titan. And Titan is cool because it has seas as well, and it rains there. Okay? And also Avengers. Sorry? And also Avengers. And Avengers, game. yeah. <laughs> so the Avengers did go there, yes. Um, but they didn't go there in real life. Um, but this planet, or sorry, this moon has seas and clouds and rain but it's not water because it's too cold there so it's got seas of liquid methane which comes from your bum as farts so it, you probably wouldn't want to go there on holiday because it's probably a bit smelly there we go. And also, really that, that gives gas giant a new definition and <laughs> also and also for rain might be something like acid or something radioactive so I mean, is made of methane, which is what if, it, is, if it's methane, then I don't think it could have a um like what is it? A, I can't talk to you. Um, a, what is the atmosphere there? An atmosphere. So actually, the interesting thing is Titan is the only place in the solar system that you could go and you could stand there without a spacesuit on and not die because it has an atmosphere that's just a bit thicker than ours. 
So on most of the other ones, you'd end up sort of getting sucked inside out for your bum, like I oh, mentioned that's earlier. Why. That's why, because it's liquid methane. Yeah. Methane. Yeah, but its atmosphere is made of nitrogen, which is what makes up most of our atmosphere. So Saturn, yeah. loads of moons, some of them are cool. What's the next planet after Saturn? Uranus. Uranus. No. Uranus, that's right, the funny one. I call funny it Uranus. Uranus is on its side, isn't it? It is on its side, that's right. So for Uranus, the sign is this. So you put your hand on its side, okay, because it's a gas giant on its side, and you do this, beep, pinch above it, and you move your hand around it. Because it's got oh, rings like Saturn, they're really dark, so you can't see them, usually. Okay? So that's Uranus. It's on its side, okay? And it's got rings. Now, we don't know much about Uranus, but it's bright blue, and it's the windiest place in the solar system, which I think is funny. Is it okay if I tell some people a fact about the solar system? Go for it, Bob. My name is Noah. Oh, sorry, Noah. <laughs> Just because you were your display names, Bob, I think no, that's fine. <laughs> Sorry about that, Noah. See, see, I've been it's named after a Greek or Roman god, it's say Earth, because Earth is named after an element, I guess. Yeah, that's right. So Mars is oh, named wasn't after an Earth. Sorry. Wouldn't an element have been named after Earth instead of Earth being named after an element? I don't know. I don't really think they thought about it back then. It, it just had a name. So. <laughs> so it's named after dirt, essentially. Our planet's called dirt. Pretty cool. And all the other ones have got really cool names. So like Jupiter, that's the king of the gods. So he's Jupiter in Roman uh, mythology, but that's Zeus in Greek mythology. Yeah, I was going to say Zeus, but Roman. Yeah, so they're the same gods, they've just got different names. in Greek. Isn't in Zeus the god of lightning? Yes, no, the king of the gods and the god of lightning. And the king of the gods. Yeah, he can fire lightning bolts. There we go. Cool. Um, so we've had Uranus. What's the last planet in the solar system? Neptune. Neptune, that's right. So and Neptune. isn't he the Roman god of the ocean? So, who is it? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> I was just checking there. Yes, it is. So Uranus is <laughs> going to the underworld. See one, of the big, see one of the biggest moons in Neptune? It's called Trident, and it makes sense. Yeah, it's called Trident, because that's right. It makes sense because Neptune's weapon is usually a Trident. That's right. So actually, the sign Triton. for Neptune is based on that Triton. moon, Trident. Okay, so it's this because it's a gas giant. Okay, it's big and blue, it's made of methane. Okay, and you do this with five fingers, you go round in one direction, then you put one finger up and go the wrong way. And that's because Triton, the biggest moon okay, of Neptune, goes the wrong way. So all of, I think it's got 16 moons, I always forget. Okay, but six, 15 of the moons go one way and Triton goes the wrong way. And that's because Triton, we think, used to be a planet or a dwarf planet, and it just got too close to Neptune and it got sucked in and got stuck there as a moon. Kind of cool. Now, there's also Pluto, okay? Now, Pluto isn't a planet. It's what we call a dwarf planet, but it has a sign. So the sign for Pluto is you do that with your hand, because it's made of rock and ice, and you do this. Because I see you fall on your bum if you went there. You do that. And I, oh, and here's, fall on your bum. here's a wee fact about Pluto. See, see, because Pluto's so cold. It's mostly ice, but it has snow, and the snow is coloured red. That is spot oh, on, no. it does. You know your stuff, Noah. So it's got red snow, and we don't know why the snow is red, but it's pretty cool. Now, Wouldn't it be thing, iron, then? Could that mean it maybe has iron on it? Because blood is red because of the iron, so... That's spot on. So it might be because of that, but actually, they think it's because of something else. So they think it's because of that stuff called methane, okay? So methane is what those seas are made of on that moon of Saturn, okay? But methane is why Uranus and Neptune are blue, because when methane's a gas, it's blue, okay? However, when it becomes solid and it gets hit by space radiation, it turns red. So they think it might be that, but they don't actually know. But it could be iron, who knows? Kinda cool though. 
And also, and also, another fact about our son. See, our son is classified as a dwarf star. That's right. So we're we've got a tiny star actually. So our star is pretty small. Unless you're wondering how much information I know about this. Yeah. This I'll give you a hint for it. It starts with you. Oh, yeah. oh. Word to you. Sorry, word to you. Mm, what's that? Mm, I'm not sure what the word is. YouTube. 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 Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's good for learning stuff. Has anyone got any more questions about stuff? We were reading your profile earlier and we were reading a bit about Brian Cox and the spaghetti cannon. I, we were wondering how that came about. <laughs> so I was, I used to be a proper scientist and now I just do like silly things like this. It's great fun. I love it. Um, well, so I've got the same job as him, but I didn't get paid as much and I don't have a TV program. But once okay. I accidentally, I built a cannon that fired spaghetti and it was for a competition that he was judging and I accidentally shot him in the face with it. And, you, and I think you made the worst something with pressure that's right so it worked on pressure so basically i had loads of explosives because i had the pyrotechnics license at one point okay um behind it and loads of spaghetti on top of it and the pressure from the explosives blew all the spaghetti out and it went all over brian cox's face and he wasn't very happy with me mm -hmm. so what will happen after you made that spaghetti cannon been a ravioli cannon <laughs> you'll have a ravioli cannon <laughs> can be the upgraded one I'll have a skeleton. I'll be a skeleton of me. So, just keep it away from Brian Cox this time. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. Has anyone got any final things before we wrap up to ask Alan? No, not really. I could, you guys are all really smart. You knew just as much about all this stuff as I did. You know all about space. We've got a lot of space fans here. Excuse me. Hannah's got one. Oh, Hannah, you got something? Oh, it's a dinosaur! Oh, that's so cool! Uh-huh, my dad. It's a 3D... It's a 3D put-together one, though. Oh, that is super cool! Yeah. It, see, it's wee claws on its feet. That's really smart, isn't it? Yeah. I have to, oh, I'm gonna... This, I'm gonna get the bucket. It might have water in it, though, so... I think I've just about ran out of time though. I've had that much fun talking about space and dinosaurs. That's all right. Great. <laughs> another time for school, but is every is anyone get any last questions? Wait a second. What well, Lachlan's got something? You went and got a bucket. Yeah, a bucket with. Cool camera angles there. Looking up your nose. Yeah, so it's got like these on it. Let's have a look. Um, oh, yeah, that's a bilamite. That's the same things that I had. Let's see. Have you got any yeah. other ones in there? Loads. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bilamite. So that's the inside of a, a squiddy like thing that lived about the same time as the dinosaurs were around. So you find loads of them on the Isle of Skye. Yeah, I've got these on Sky. There you go. So there's also dinosaur tracks on Sky, which is cool. So big footprints. Um, yeah. But we've not found the dinosaur skeleton. Well, let's see. Well, that's pretty. I'm not sure what it is, though. I'm not sure what it is either. It's cool, though. <laughs> so the only fossils you find the dinosaurs are their legs, and we find the legs of the big dinosaurs. They're called sauropods. They're the ones with the big, long necks. And you only find their legs because Sky used to be a swamp and they used to walk about and they get their legs stuck in it and then they'd die and then they'd get eaten. But the dinosaurs that ate them wouldn't be able to take their legs because they're stuck in the mud. So what you should do this Thursday, by the way, is you should watch on the TV as a spaceship lands on Mars because that'll be cool. And if it doesn't land on Mars, it'll crash and that'll also be cool. What do you mean, <laughs> It's not a spaceship, it looks, I think it's a space rover. That's right, it is a space rover. It looks a bit like that. <laughs> cool, sure, well... Um, sorry, on you go. <laughs> no, on you go. No, I was just going to say, I'm sure we'll see it all over the news as well. Aye. <laughs>
also, I think I heard something about people going to Mars in early 2020. Yeah, that's right. So a guy called Elon Musk, so he's like the most richest man on the planet. Um, okay? and, but he's like sort of like a mad scientist guy. Uh, anyway, he owns his own company called SpaceX that makes rockets that fire things into space. They're the rockets that can land again, which are really cool. He wants to send people to Mars by 2026, I think, on a big, big rocket that he's built. Um, was it not like some... Was it not a spaceship that was going somewhere and it would land in 2023 no, 20, or something? So we've got loads of spaceships floating about in space at the moment. I think NASA want to land on the moon again by 2024. So it might be that you're talking that about. That might be what I'm so They want to send women even this time. See if a planet is double of the size of Jupiter. It's, it's not classified as a planet. It is still classified as a planet. It's classified as a super Jupiter. Yeah, so that's right. They're called Super Jupiters, and if they get slightly bigger than that, they're called brown dwarfs. And if they get bigger than that, then they're a star, and we call them a red dwarf. So all all a star is, is it's like a big planet like Jupiter that's really big, and it gets really hot in the middle because there's so much weight from all the gas that it causes it to basically ignite. Um, it turns into oh, hiya, Vicky. Like his dogs appeared. Ah, <laughs> Oh, thank you very much for coming in, Callum. Oh, no, it's been brilliant. You guys are all absolutely amazing, and you all can tons about dinosaurs in space. Brilliant. We love dinosaurs in space here, so... We have a dog. They're the coolest things in the world. And there's a dog. <laughs> Just to talk things off, there's a dog as well. Yeah. <laughs> So if you, if you like sciencey things, by the way, I'm running a science festival online on the 6th of March. So it's just every 15 minutes during the day, I'm posting different videos. So if you want to watch that, I'll send you the link, Rebecca. Cool. Thank you. I'll, pa I'll pass that on, the link on to you guys as well. Yeah. You want to see that. Okay. Yeah. So thank you. I'm sure we'll all like to say thank you to Callum for coming along. Yeah. Thank you, Callum. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Callum. Noah, sorry I called you Bob half the time. <laughs> thank you, Callum. That's okay. Bye, just now. Thank you, Callum. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Good night. Thank you for listening.